You are listening to the Mini Minxes. It's a mischievous way to start your week. Disney Girl Power. Hello and welcome to Show Twenty Nine, Aqua Girls. Well, this isn't as live as Show Twenty Eight, but thank you for downloading the show anyway. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Podbean. We are the Mini Minxes podcast and we are a UK Disney podcast with a girly twist. So if you want a podcast that's all heart and no snack, here we are. And if you want to get involved in the show, we do really look forward to hearing fr- from you. So please contact us at the following ways. You can email us, contact at the Mini Minxes. That's contact at the Mini Minxes. Or you can tweet us at the Mini Minxes. And I have been dipping my toe a little bit further in the tweeting pond. I must have missed that. I must have blinked. Oi! <laughs> well, Kim, we've got a really good show this week as the clue in the title gave it away. We are Aqua Girls, meaning we're wearing a lovely shade of blue. Isn't that true, Kim? Well, to be honest, I thought we were just going to spend the whole show singing cover songs from that famous Scandinavian act, Aqua. Are you telling me I've been practising them songs all week for nothing? Oh, let's have a go. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. It's fantastic. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Oh, 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 yeah. See, I've been practising. Yeah, but it's, it's the wrong thing where Disney girl power, not Barbie power. I bet you can't name another song by Aqua. Having a club. <laughs> I used to have their album, so I know loads. You've admitted that on a podcast that's listened to by literally three people. Uh, (laughs) Barbie Girl wasn't my favourite one. It was Dr. Jones was my favourite one. Now, you see, I've I've got a completely different Dr. Jones in my head now. Or Mr. Jones. uh, It went, Jones, Jones, calling Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, get up now. Okay, let's go on with the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right then. Seeing as this show isn't a Scandinavian cover act show, what are we actually talking about this show, Michelle? Well, we are doing a very tedious link to all things water. And we're going to start the show in a few moments with the lovely Sarah and Jennifer from Passport to Mums. And we are going to talk to them about cruises. And in particular... Disney cruises so we'll come back to that in a moment and then Kim and I have been thinking about where you can get wet at Disney parks <laughs> I'm not going to say that am I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Dis After Dark no <laughs> and then Kim and myself are going to do a special report on how you can enjoy the beautiful glorious summer weather in Florida and where is best to cool yourself down by having a ride in the water. That sounds much better. I'm glad it did. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks to editing, nobody else will have listened to that slip up of mine about water jokes. So that's okay. And we're going to have a bit of a competition in this episode as well, Kim, because Sarah and Jennifer have been very kind and offered us some prizes from the Passport catalogue. So listen carefully. We're going to make you listen to the whole show and then we'll set a question towards the end and we'll pick two or three people as winners. So, you know, that's bribery to make you listen to the whole <laughs> show. But And do you want some good news, Kim? Go on, surprise me. The good news is... 
and I haven't put this in the show notes for you to read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a big surprise for you, and I'm go- I'm going to do a drum roll. I am proud and pleased to announce that our show listening figures have doubled this year already. Wow, that I am I'm, I'm stunned, really stunned. Like I know we've been busy minxes, we've been, you know, speaking on the Passport and Mums podcast, and we've been on the Wakefield Report. Um, but it's just amazing the word of mouth about Minx power and Disney girl power spreading across the universe. Oh, that is amazing. And thank you to everybody who is listening, who's told people about us, who enjoys the show. A big thank you from both me and Michelle, because that is pretty awesome. It is indeed. What else have we got, Kim? Well, of course, we'll have Kieran coming in. And I'm assuming that Kieran is going to give us some aqua facts. He is indeed. Did you miss him in show show 28? I certainly did, though I did like the um, the alternative Kieran that we had, which was me ripping off some trailers from a CD <laughs> I had. But it was, sounded all professional. It did indeed. So a little bit back to normal now, so go on. Seems we've missed him. Shall, shall, we, shall we have a Kieran fact? Come on, Kieran. Shock us with your knowledge. Why is water so important in parks? Dehydration. Water at counter service eateries is free but tastes yuck. But by adding rehydration salts, you definitely get a tastier beverage. I like blackberry flavour. Or you can use a camel pack. Camel pack, I hear you curiously ponder. It's a rucksack with an inner pouch where you can pour water. The pouch has tubing which as you wander through the packs, you can drink hands-free. Strange though, pouches. I thought camels had humps and kangaroos had pouches. Okay, Kim, so you're in the packs. How do you manage for refreshment? I send Aaron to go buy me a drink. Oh. Well, what, what's your drink of choice then when you send Aaron to go get you a drink? Well, if I send Aaron, it's usually the cheapest thing there because he's tight. <laughs> in case people don't really understand what tight means, it means he's really Scrooge-like with his money. He's a good old Yorkshire lad, obviously. Yeah. But so no. does that does that mean he goes to a counter service and gets a glass of tap water <laughs> for you? He doesn't actually know that one because I daren't tell him because he would actually just make me drink tap water all the time if I told him that. Well, I suppose that's one perk of your husband not listening to the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> um, but other ways that, I mean, my drink of choice is Sierra Mist, which is, is that not the American equivalent to 7-Up? Yes, yeah, something, something along them lines. lemonade yeah, that That is my fizzy drink of choice, but I do like the odd ice cream to call down. I'm a bit of a sucker for pomegranate lemonade. Do you know, I've never tried that. But I have said that this year when we go in November, I'm going to open myself up to more drink choices to try a few things I haven't tried before. Okay, well, that sounds all very positive. And I'm sorry, but when Kieran said camel packs, and now you're talking about camel packs, I'm actually envisaging Tom having these two camels <laughs> by a piece of rope <laughs> round Walt Disney World. 
Oh, honey, if they're not going to let a segue into Walt Disney World, they're not going to let a camel in, are they? I thought you'd like stolen them from Aladdin or something. <laughs> uh, no. Hey ho. So, yeah, that's how we normally sort of manage anyway. Or, as Kieran said again, we do get the water from the counter service, get it for free, but we do have the add the rehydration salts because the water just doesn't agree. But anyway, I'm in the mood for planning a cruise now, Kim, are you? Yeah. Sh- shall we listen to what Sarah and Jennifer have got to say? Uh, seeing as we've recorded it and you've edited it, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this fortnight's feature and to keep the podcast living up to its Disney Girl Power tagline, we've invited along two female podcasters from the USA. So welcome to both of you, Jennifer Marks and Sarah Varney. Thank you. Great to be here. Go Disney Girl Power. What do we like to do with this old uh, Disney Girl Power, Kim? Explain it. Spread all the fun Disney girly magic. Plus we're better than the boys. Well, obviously, we are, definitely. So that is our ethos. We have with us both Sarah and Jennifer from Passporters. They are going to talk to, talk us through all about Disney Cruise Line because Kim and myself are very excited. Why are we excited, Kim? Because oh, we're both up for cruise, but not together. Shell is going on the Disney Fantasy in August, is that right? Yay! And then you're on a seven-night cruise, and then... I am indeed. I'm doing the four-night dream cruise. When is that? That's in November. So, Kim, is that right? You've never been on a cruise before? No, I've never been on one. So, so you're Disney Cruise Virgins. That's pretty awesome. Prepare to be addicted. <laughs> I've done a cruise before with Royal Caribbean in the Med, but I've not done a Disney cruise. So I'm really excited about it. I mean, uh, it's not to say anything bad about Royal Caribbean. and They're not horrible, but it's totally different in my opinion. So... Even though you've been on a cruise before, it'll be a totally new experience, so... <laughs> yeah! Well, put it this way, it couldn't be a worse experience. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, then, you're really in store for a change. <laughs> Definitely, because number one, I'm not taking the children with me. Yay! <laughs> you're not taking your kids on the Disney Fantasy, No! No! And if I tell you the story, you'll understand why. The last cruise I took them on, my two daughters are now 15. Um, I've got twin girls. And they disappeared and missed their curfew. Didn't turn up till quarter past four in the morning when the captain was about to turn the ship round and start trawling the Mediterranean for them. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going to be doing that again. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe they should stay at home. <laughs> yeah. They, they claimed to have fallen asleep in a friend's room. Mm. You sound like you don't believe that. <laughs> I know my children. But anyway, I am digressing. So, first things first. I persuaded Kim to go and book a cruise, although she was kind of kind of keen, I think. Is that true, Kim? Yeah, I was I was always kind of keen. It's, uh, my husband who 
who's not the big ship fan. He's not a very good swimmer, which makes no difference because the ship isn't going to sink. But he, he kind of has in his mind that the boat's going to go down. And I keep trying to explain to him that it's not the Titanic. We're not going to hit an iceberg because we're going to the Caribbean. So could you advise people who aren't de- who who don't view themselves to be a cruise kind of person a little bit more about the sort of ethos and overall reasons why you should do a Disney cruise? Yeah, you know, when I have been writing passporters, or excuse me, I have been working on passporters for a long time and going to Walt Disney World for, I don't even know how long, when the first Disney cruise ship came out in 98, and I was a Larry, about cruising, it took me a whole year to, to do it, which is, when I think back on it, it's amazing because I, I love Disney, I, and I wanted to try it, but I was, I had never cruised before, and it's kind of scary when you haven't done something like that, and it's a big deal, but in fact, it's really, really safe, because no, we're not gonna, you're not going to hit an iceberg, it's in the Caribbean, we have few icebergs these days, but the, the safety procedures are, are amazing, that that's one thing that you can rest assured about. There are enough lifeboats and enough life jackets for everybody and a surplus, and you have safety drills so that everybody knows what to do if there is a problem. But there's not really going to be a problem, so it's going to be okay. <laughs> I, I think you know, I think cruising is for everyone, first of all. I, I can really think of just very rare people that really would not necessarily enjoy a cruise. Um, but there's really something to do for absolutely everybody. And, and good good call, not booking an Alaska cruise for your first one, given that he's scared of icebergs. So. <laughs> good on you for that one. Um, but really, there is something to do for just whether you are a very active person or whether you are like me and you're a slug and just want to, you know, lay in a lounge chair and have somebody bring you drinks. Um, you know, the activities just run the whole gamut. So you really can find something to do for absolutely everybody. So there, I just don't think there's any such thing as, you know, somebody who isn't a cruise person. You just don't know it yet. That's all. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll we'll find out later on in the year, won't we, Kim? Certainly, yes. Yeah. And sort of seeing as you've just touched on it, Sarah, another another sort of um, worry of my husband was that we don't have any children yet. We just have dogs, and they won't they won't be joining us, obviously. And he was like, "Well, why would just a couple go on a Disney cruise? It's obviously based and aimed at families." And I was trying to show him that actually couples do go on these cruises, and there's a lot of activities just for couples. So I was just wondering if you can give me any advice, really, on what sort of activities there is for couples and would you recommend a Disney cruise for a couple? Oh, absolutely. That's such a good question. But I think really Disney Cruise mm-hmm. Line does something very different than other cruise lines such as the Royal Caribbean. Disney really understands the need for adults-only spaces on board ship and they do this better than just about anybody. There is an entire pool that is for adults only. There is an entire spa that is for adults only. There are activities and restaurants and shore excursions. And I mean, they really do such a great job of creating a bit of an oasis. Um, now, it is a Disney ship, so you can't avoid the little completely. But, you know, um, <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> I've got one myself, you know. Really, they do a, a, just an incredible job of, of creating that space um, to enjoy, you know, alone time or romantic time, whether it's in a spa villa or whether it's, you know, a romantic meal, Apollo or Remy. 
a friend of ours who don't have children have reported that they think that this is a better cruise because of the adult only spaces. So I, I don't even know how many, six, seven, eight cruises without my son. And I, I loved it. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's great cruise for couples. Because I know, I know my husband has this mentality is he's going to get on this ship and he's going to be sat there and he's going to be bored. And I've said, well, I know how much you love the Muppets, honey. So you've got the midship detective agency, especially on the fantasy. So off you go. You can play that. And so I'm sort of trying to give him all these ideas of what he can do. But he has just got this idea that cruising is just laying on a sunbed or dipping in the pool and that's it. Yeah, and as Jennifer and I know, the Midship Detective Agency is so much fun. We did it last year together. Um, No kids. Now, are you remembering the Midship Detective Agency videos? (laughs) But there's classes. Disney has an Art of Entertaining series. Um, So you can, there's cooking classes, there's napkin folding, there are bingo games. Um, If you indulge in a cocktail every once in a while, there are um, beer flight tastings, there are martini tastings. Um, Oh my gosh, there's just a host of activities. Um, And the nightclubs in the evenings in particular is really when the cruise sort of starts to get a bit hopping. So there's Match Your Mate, which is a Disney version sort of of the newlyweds game. Um, It's a little it's it's a Disney version of naughty, so it's not <laughs> not very naughty, but just a little bit. Um, and so it's really, I mean, there's stuff to do literally throughout the day. I was also worried about that, being the kind of person who likes to go, 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 and always be busy. I can't do all the things I want to do on the ship, so it's really not, it's really, but then if you really want to, you really can just lay around. So now that we've both talked our husbands into going on a cruise, where should our listeners start planning to build up to their crews? Where should we start? Uh, Jennifer, uh, do, I don't know if you want to take that one. If not, I'll uh, I'll jump in. I, I think the first thing to do is to start, is to decide when you want to go. Which time of year do you want to go? Because that will dictate what options you have for itineraries. Um, so once you've narrowed down when you want to go, the question becomes where do you want to go? But always keeping in mind that the further in advance you can book, uh, the better off you're going to be in terms of pricing. Disney starts booking early and applies what are known as early booking savings. So you want to go as far in advance as as is possible to, you know, to make it more affordable. So right now, Disney Cruise Line is booking through for the fantasy and the dream. They're currently booking through August of 2014 for the magic and the wonder. They're only booking through April of 2014. We don't know where the magic and the wonder will be going after that. So, um, you know, for best pricing, if you know, if you're looking now, you want to go as far out into 2014 as you can. Wow. Well, I know I booked for this coming August, round about this time last year. So I, I hopefully have got the best price I physically could. So that's, that's good. So we've got an, an idea of when we want to go. We want to know where we want to go. We're looking at the itineraries. We've obviously got the ships in different places. Both Kim and I are praying that a Disney ship will come to an English port, we would love to go from Dover because obviously then it cuts out having to travel by plane first. Obviously, we've got the two newer ships. We've now got Fantasy and Dream. How do they compare between the two of them and then also in comparison between the Wonder and the Magic? What experiences have you had? Okay, well, I've been on all four ships and 
the, the <gasps> biggest thing that you'll notice is that besides, you know that the um, Magic and Wonder were built in 98 and 99 respectively, and Dream and Fantasy came along, goodness, what, 12 years later? In 2000, no, 2002 and... Well, the fantasy definitely was 2012, wasn't it? So, the ships are three decks taller, quite a bit, quite a bit larger. And there's a huge difference, really, I think, when you step into them. The newer ships, they feel newer. Yet, the older ones, they don't at all feel uh, run down. It's, it's just Disney. Disney takes care of all their stuff. So, I, I think, you know, there's more... There's like an extra shop on the, the dream and the fantasy. The theater's bigger. There's an extra adults only restaurant of Palo. You know, the restaurants in some cases are themed differently than they are on the, the um, dream, the magic and the wonder. And, uh, you know, there's different stateroom configurations. And so, so basically the, the dream and the fantasy are a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. but really, don't, I don't I forget really the think the, the water slide, yeah, of course, you can't forget the water slide. That's a big deal. The dream and the fantasy kept it. <laughs> I know how much you love that, Sarah. <laughs> I do. Is it as amazing as it looks? Because I've seen, I've looked for pictures and YouTube clips. It just looks so thrilling. The ship or the water slide? They're actually both thrilling. But, but... The water slides. Yes, it totally is. I, I kind of, when they announced it, I'm like, oh boy, a water slide. Ooh. We already have one of those. It's the Mickey slide. <laughs> no, this is more like, it's not a really a water slide. It's more like a, a water roller coaster kind of thing, except you are the car that's sliding down the roller coaster. It's, yes, it's very thrilling. It's just at that threshold for me where if it were any more, I probably wouldn't go on it. I personally wouldn't describe it necessarily as thrilling. It's a much milder ride. I, then I think they make it out to be. A lot of it are uh, very, very minimal dips. You know, the occasional bounce. A lot of it is a straightaway. You know, the two sides of the of the ship are really just sort of straightaways. So it's. I I really think it. You. I think she can do it. I think you can do it, Kim. Go for it. I'm a, I'm a right in thinking I can drag Hobie down with me. Perfect. It's for, it's, it's for two people to ride anyway, so you need a part. All right, super. That'll do me. So when should we start thinking about booking arrangements on the cruise? And like you've mentioned, the brunch and Paolo and Memmies. When, if I'm wanting to, say, book brunch, when can I book it? Yeah, well, the travel agent. <laughs> so since this is your first <laughs> cruise, uh, you are... You are not, you know, um, Castaway Club members yet, but you will be after your first cruise. So you can start booking uh, shore excursions and Palo and Remy and spa appointments, most importantly to me anyway, uh, 75 days prior to your cruise. So I recommend starting a lot further in advance than that, you know, for planning, thinking about it. <laughs> Jennifer makes an excellent point. By the time you can book it 75 days in advance, a lot of guests on board will have already cruised, so they will be Castaway Club members. They will have gotten access at 90 days in advance. So they've got a two-week jump on you. So it may be that certain shore excursions or certain seating times for Paulo or Remy, you may find that they that they are booked already. So it is critical to, uh, to know what you want to do so that you can get on it and get those appointments right away. So if I can't get my Paolo brunch when I, when I try and book it, I'm not to cry into my Mickey Mouse teddy yet. I'm to get on the ship and go straight somewhere and just to see if there's cancellations. Is that the sort of hint and tip that you'd give? 
Absolutely. Um, and keep checking back. I recommend going directly to on the day that you board. Uh, there's going to be, they're going to give you a navigator when you first go to the check-in desk and the navigator is your daily schedule. Here's what's going on today uh, on board the ship. And there will be a time for you to check in with the dining team to see if there are any availability at Palo or Remy um, or to make any changes to your dining rotation. If you have any food allergies, just anything to do with dining. They'll have an open house set up, um, likely in one of the nightclub or lounge areas. It'll probably be, you know, from like one to two or two to three, somewhere in there in that time frame in the afternoon. Um, definitely go there, see what's available and put your name on a wait list. Cool. I've made my ADRs and I've picked where I'm going. I've picked what ship I'm going. It's now coming to packing. What am I allowed to pack? What am I not allowed to pack? And do you have any packing tips? Jennifer, you better handle that. No, I'm the world's worst packer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of it's going to be, since you're coming from overseas, you're going to have some restrictions right there. And I won't go into that since you probably already know what those are. But as far as what you want to pack is you want to pack for the weather. And you're going... Both of you are going to the Caribbean in, let's see, August and November, two different times. August is very hot and can be rainy. Um, November is a little cooler, but again, it's it's really, it's still going to be pretty, it's, it's, it's a pretty constant temperature in the Caribbean, which is one of the nice things and one of the reasons that we, we cruise there. So we, at the same time, we don't want to just pack, you know, uh, your summer weather clothing. So you're going to want to also have dinner clothes because you don't wear shorts or other casual clothing at dinner. So that, you know, might mean a skirt or a dress or whatever, you know, something, something nice and upscale. And you're also going to want to have things like sweaters because you can get chilly in the dining rooms and in the shows in the evening or whatever that you use to keep warm. And if you do want to go to Palo or Remy, you're going to want to have something dressier. And then on the seven night cruise, uh, you'll have a formal and semi-formal night. So, you know, how far you want to go with that is up to you. You can go all out and, and wear the long gown and be all girly, or you can dress down. And if you don't like that at all, you don't even have to participate. You know, you can just hang out in your room. But I think Jennifer, it's more fun. They're, yes. they're girly girls. Of <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's one of the favorite parts. I mean, I, I think that you know, formal night's a lot of fun. So you get to see everyone all dressed up. And how often do we get to wear long dresses anyways? So so beyond that, uh, some things you should not bring are anything like an iron. And you don't need to bring irons. They have them in the laundry rooms. So they're very convenient and much better than anything that you'd want to pack. But the reason you don't want to bring it is for safety. You don't want to have anything in your room that could start a fire. Ah, extension cords. If you are anything like me, you have, you know, electronic devices, you know, iPad, phone, computer, stuff that you need, your, your camera, chargers, all the things that you need to keep charged and keep electricity to. So you'll want to have... U.S. based, I don't even know what that's called, electrical extension cords. You guys have different electricity there, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) You Yeah, ours is is run by a hamster. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's different voltage. Yeah, we're on 240 volt. If if you're going to be bringing a lot of things that need to be charged, you're going to run out of outlets very quickly. So you'll want to think about that. Um, 
And Disney don't mind you taking them on board? No, it's fine. No. No, yeah. <gasps> okay, so maybe Kim, I could do a little deal with you. When when I go over, I'll make a little trip to Walmart to buy one, and then when you go, you can borrow it. All right, that's doing that. Yeah. Consider packing yeah, would be, um, you know, there's uh, to say that the counter space is limited in the bathrooms <laughs> would be a gross understatement. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and over the door, a lot of people use um, the shoe holders that you can hang on the back of the door. Yeah. So it really helps free up a lot of counter space. And it's the, they're, you know, the little shoe pockets are the perfect size for hair gels or lotions, sunblock, you name it. It really helps free up a lot of space in the bathroom. So I would consider packing one of those as well. Absolutely. Top tip. So we've got all sorted out with what we're going to take with us. I gather with experience from cruising, now I don't know if Kim's aware of this or other people who are listening, I gather there's a bit of a hitch with regards to your luggage in that you've got to leave it outside your stateroom on the last night. Can you explain how that works, please? Yeah, I can. Um, I don't really think it's too much of a hitch. At this point, I think it's a, a benefit. But basically, if you if you leave your luggage outside your door before a certain time and they will tell you what time it is and it is the night before you're, you you disembark they pick it up and they have it waiting for you uh, you know after you've gone after you've gotten off the ship before you come back through customs and at the at the port now i really you know to be honest you don't have to do that if you really want to lug all your luggage down in the morning you can so that's why i consider this a benefit this is something that that's good now if you are using disney's transportation I think you can mm-hmm. still lug it down. I think I've actually done that before. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can. But you know, it's really it's really not that hard to put your to you want to get make sure you've got all the things that you're going to need. You just put it, you know, keep a little backpack or a little bag that you can carry things off in. You don't want to be holding all of your, your nightgown in your arms in the morning. But <laughs> and, which is, I've seen people do. I've actually seen people get off the ship in their pajamas because they forgot to bring clothes. Oh, <gasps> clothes, yes. But if you just set it aside, it's, it's no big deal and you just put your luggage out there and they take care of it so you don't have to do it in the morning so i like it i hate it (laughs) (laughs) why do you hate it because I'm not that organized and I don't like to have to think, uh, you know, it's it's a whole process. You have to decide what are you wearing the next day. You have to make sure that you have your toothbrush, your hairbrush, your everything, you know, all laid out and everything. So I am the fool who is lugging their whole suitcase with them to breakfast the next morning because I simply can't be bothered to try to. And it's for me, it's a very early deadline. It's typically 10 o'clock at night. Um, well, if you're on late seating... You've got to yeah. rush back to your room, figure everything out, get the suitcase out. Um, it's just a bit of a, you know, it's just too frenetic for me. So right. I, I oftentimes will just forget it. <laughs> and, you know, th- that's, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to do it. A lot of people right. think they have to, but you don't. You can just take it down in the morning if you want. That's right. You just have to be willing to wrestle your own luggage. That's all. Yep. Oh, I don't fancy that. I think I'll be getting a little... Uh, a hostess little trolley that I can wheel on and off myself. That's fine. That trolley called Tom. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I'm going, I know I've already hired a car. Yeah. So I know that I'm going to be getting my car at MCO when I land. I'm going to be using it while I'm vacationing. Yeah. Then I'm going to drive it down to um, the port. I'm going to leave it there. And then when I come back, I'm going to pick another higher car up and drive it back up to have a couple more days in 
um, Walt Disney World. What other options are there if Kim doesn't fancy doing that, if she'd prefer to get there in a different manner? Well, you can take Disney's transportation, which is an option when you book your cruise. But uh, no, it, Disney Cruise Line offers transfers, and they are $35 per person each way, so $70 round trip, and they can pick you up at either MCO, which is Orlando International Airport, or they can pick you up at a Walt Disney World resort, and they go to and from you know either Walt Disney World and the airport and Port Canaveral. $70 per person for two people is very reasonable. When you start to have more than you know three, four, five people, mm-hmm. That's when it starts maybe to be time to consider um, a town car company. Uh, there's a variety of them. Um, but you can, you know, and that way you get to arrive in style too. Mm-hmm. What you don't want to do, if you can avoid it, is take a taxi. It's very expensive. Very, very don't expensive. Don't do that. Yes. So what should I expect to do when I board this gigantic, great big ship that's going to get hit by a iceberg <laughs> in sink? by an iceberg um, on your first day, yeah. you arrive at the port, and uh, you you have um, a spe- specified time that you'll be boarding, uh, first of all, unlike in the past. And when you get on board, the first thing you're probably going to want to do is eat. And that's what the, the crew members are going to direct you towards, are to the restaurants. And, uh, you know, and you'll probably have your bag with you, but that depends on what time your your you saw your day bag like the the bag the small bag that you're carrying on board um and once you do that you're probably also you probably want to head off and check on that paula reservation you know see if you can get oh, things yeah. like that you're going to want to go get your stateroom uh it's not open right at you know if you're if you're one of the few that gets online or sorry on board early it's not typically available like at noon usually it's about one o'clock that the state rooms are open so it kind of depends on when you get on and you want to go there and your, your bags probably will not be there yet which is why you have that day bag with you so that you know, with your swimsuit and any medications or any other things that you must absolutely have just in case your bags don't arrive until after dinner which sadly has been known to happen to me and so you're going to want to check on reservations if you want to do anything that you might want to sign up for that you didn't reserve in advance after that, you know, maybe you got some time to squeeze in a little pool time because it's really empty on that first afternoon. Um, usually I'm just trying to do stuff. You know, I'm going to the spa, see what kind of deals they have, things like that. And then you have a safety drill. It's very, very important that you attend the safety drill. You no longer have to wear life jackets, which we did in the old days. Yay! Just... <laughs> and after that, depending on, you know, whether you have early or late seating, it's either time to get ready for dinner or it's time to get ready to go to the show. So that's, Oh, you that's forgot good. the sail-away party. Oh, the sail Oh, my goodness. How could I forget the sail-away party? <laughs> yeah, that's it's really important. Part. And it's, it is the best part because you get to watch. Well, first of all, it, like, sets the whole tone for the cruise. It's awesome. It's exciting. It really is. It sounds silly, but I still love that sail-away party, and I think I'm getting close to 20 cruises now. It's it's just so much fun. From friends who have been on cruise ships, the one thing that they are passionate about is Disney's private island. <sighs> If you do get to have a stopover on your cruise, if it's going through the Caribbean, what are the highlights for you two personally on must-dos on Castaway Key? 
Oh, um, all right. Well, so since you're going to be traveling sans children, I will say um, you must, must, must visit the adults-only beach. And this is actually something I forgot to mention earlier, but Serenity Bay is an adult-only beach down at the far end of Castaway Key, and it is calm and peaceful and just absolutely lovely. Uh, there are massage cabanas located on Serenity Bay. And one of my favorite things to do is to schedule a massage for one of those cabanas down on Serenity Bay and, uh, oh. and just relax and have, you know, my back rubbed while I listen to the sound of the ocean. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, it's, it's so good that Serenity Bay was my happy place for the longest time. I mean that you know when someone says go to your happy place, it was Serenity Bay and sit in like laying in a hammock. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really good. So you'll definitely want to hit Serenity Bay. And one thing that's really important is make sure that you get off the ship as early as you are. You can get yourself moving so that you make the most of the day. I mean, I I, am the, I have a tendency to sleep in, so don't do that on Castaway Key Day. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> but even if you're, even if you want something that's a little more active, or even if you choose not to visit the adults only beach, there are tons of places. Um, to, there are shops to shop in. There are activities going on. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, hammocks to lie in. There's snorkeling. There's a great snorkeling lagoon. That's one of my other favorite things to do is to uh, rent snorkeling equipment and, you know, paddle around my, you know, chubby white pale self all over that lagoon <laughs> there's bike riding too i like doing that there's shore excursions on castaway key as well if you want to do that cool i will say though one warning about castaway key do not and, and the crews in general don't underestimate the need for sunblock oh yeah and keep an eye on the weather it can change really quickly there it can be beautiful one minute and you know 20 minutes later it can rain but it can change again very quickly too, so just keep an eye on the horizon. You mean Disney lets it rain, lets it rain <laughs> on its own private island? <laughs> How no. dare they? Can you believe it? <laughs> well, come on, Kim. They let it rain in the theme park, so why aren't they going to, you know... I'm a seasoned August traveller. I've been there in hurricanes. I have been there in the rain, so I know all about the weather. <laughs> Now I do know because I've just listened to it the other the other day on your podcast number one five seven. You have cruise expert, I suppose you call. You, you ended up referring to a Cheryl Pendry, who's a fellow Brit. Yes, and she sort of brought up a lot more. So if if anyone's listening that wants to find out more of things we haven't covered, mm -hmm. is that a good place for them to look? Absolutely. We have a number of other podcasts about cruising as well. In fact, yeah. That, yeah, when the dream and the fantasy were new, pretty much every podcast. Yeah, we did about four in a row. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> we have lots of them. <laughs> but also I've got something here in front of me, which, which I think would be a very, very good guidebook for people to help them if they're going on a cruise line. And it is called Passporters Disney Cruise Line and it's Ports of Call. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that perhaps, Jennifer? Sure, I can tell you. It's our guidebook to Walt Disney, or sorry, to Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> wow, okay, there we go. That sums it up. Now, Newport's in it. So, so we cover, I mean, we cover everything that we can possibly think of about the cruise. And that's was one of my favorite things because it goes into such detail. We can't even get that much detail about Walt Disney World because it's really quite a bit bigger. But so we can get down to, you know, the kinds of sodas that are being served at the beverage stations and 
everything. I mean, so anything that we can manage to fit, and, and we really obviously do cram a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> That's a lot of pages. Um, and I think the book came out like in 2001 or something. So we're up to that 10th edition. The 11th edition is going to be coming out soon. And it covers the ports and show excursions and it's got readings and reviews and pretty much anything that you can think of. Hopefully we've covered in the book. And would you like some copies to give away to your listeners? That'd be really kind of you. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, we, will, we, will, we will set a bit of a question, okay. shall we, Kimster? We'll think of something and that'd be brilliant. Okay. Thank well, you. Absolutely. So I, I will send you a paperback version of it and I will send you a deluxe version of it because the deluxe <gasps> one comes in the binder and it has the organizer pockets. So just let me know who won and I'll send it to them. Definitely recommend it if you wanted to go on the cruise line. Fantastic. Yeah, and I should also mention that I know a lot of our UK readers opt to get the online edition because uh, shipping is expensive, sadly. So we we have that option. If you don't want an actual book and you want to put it on your iPad or whatever, you can do that. Yeah, shipping to this country. <laughs> We've been there, done that, got the T-shirt on that, haven't we, Kim? <laughs> Unfortunately so, yeah. I think I'm still paying off the latest bailiff for the last time I... Um, Ordered something from the States. <laughs> right, well, I think we've covered everything we need to on Cruise Line. I think I think we're going to have to have you back on, ladies, though, to, to have another chat perhaps about Walt Disney World and get, get those men really thinking about their podcast to up their game to keep up with us Disney Girl Power podcasters. <laughs> we would love that. Yeah, that would be Could, fun. Would you like to tell all of our listeners where they can find out more about Passporter, where they can follow you on social media, etc.? Sure. So you can go to our website, which has message boards and our photos and our articles and uh, the way to subscribe to our newsletter and like tons of stuff. And that's Passporter.com. <clears throat> it's really easy. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Passporter. Uh, Twitter is passporter guides i believe <clears throat> it's been a while since i checked that one and then um, we also have pinterest which is pinterest.com slash passporter but if you go to passporter.com you can find all of the links to our social media as well so that's probably the easiest thing to do and i gather if you join your forums as well there's a nice little discount you can get off one or two of the things that you want to order as well there is and i can't forget our oh, podcast of course not <laughs> That's passporter.com slash podcast. <laughs> Which you can subscribe to on iTunes, I believe, like us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I've also, I've just, I've just gotten a message from Cheryl Pendry then. She says, don't forget to mention um, our, the ebook and the print book, The Passport is Walt Disney World for British <laughs> Holidaymakers. So, so I even made a note of it in here. I went there, I've got. So, thank you. So Cheryl <laughs> writes a whole book about how to go to Walt Disney World if you live in the United Kingdom. I mean, like, it's, like, really, really specific. It's awesome. And what's cool is that it doesn't just cover Walt Disney World like um, Passporter does. It covers the other parks because she, she knows, being from the UK, that when you go to, when you, when you go that far, you usually don't just go to Walt Disney World. You go to, you know, Universal Studios and stuff like that, too. So. <laughs> it's really, it's really good, so... And it's, it's online and it's, it's in print. Fantastic stuff. That sounds like a future guest yeah. as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Well, 
I hope you made lots of notes. Of course. I always do. I do my research thoroughly, as you know, Miss Goodwin. I do. And then you can tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Hey, hang on a minute. I've got a passport as Disney Cruise Line and its ports of call book in front of me for you, lovey. You certainly have, and I have a piece of paper with the Queen's head for you sat in front of me. Well, I hope it's more than a piece of paper. I'm hoping it's uh, cash-folding spondulics that I can get changed into dollars. Well, Aaron's doing his best with his pen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, tell him, bless. He can go on the internet and print much better ones out. Oh, don't tell him that. It keeps him quiet. Oh, dear. Anyway... Well, yes, lots and lots of information there. And do definitely listen out on their podcast because, as they said, in their back catalogue, there's quite a few episodes where they've talked about cruising. So if it's something you want to do, find out more. Talking of cruising, shall we have a Kieran fact about cruising? Go on, then. Top tips for cruising with kids. Kids clubs start at three months. Yes, you heard it right. Three months, adults, you can leave your children to be entertained. Whilst there is a charge, although free and under nursery, the rest is free. Age groups have their own club area, and boy, they look cool. I know when I went on a cruise, I had the time of my life, but I think my mum got upset as she never saw me. that's great so as a couple then it sounds like i don't need to be worried no not at all like as i've as i said in the interview i've not been on a disney cruise but experience of my last cruise which was with the royal caribbean i literally had to beg to see my kids because they were with the kids club and when i was sort of pottering around the ship on my own feeling very sorry for myself um i didn't really see a great many deal of kids because they're all being entertained elsewhere so it was dead good and uh, i should be all locked in the basement for me <laughs> shuffling coal <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like hamsters on a wheel that can be the um, fuel to make the cruise ship going as they're running around on the wheel hey it'd be cheaper wouldn't it it certainly would we're going in the elements now of uh, Pinocchio, though, where we turn all the children into donkeys. <laughs> Which isn't very good. So, anyway. Are we going to talk a bit about uh, water and rides? Well, seeing as it says that in my show notes, I suppose we're best doing. Go on, then. Right. We had a bit of a debate how we were going to do this, and you'll all be pleased to know it doesn't involve a lottery win, and it doesn't involve a TARDIS. And it doesn't involve any corny acting whatsoever. (laughs) It's just pure factual fun. Well, I won't go as far as to say factual. (laughs) Okay, what we don't know we'll make up, but we'll make it sound convincing. We'll do our best. Right, so... As I've said a bit earlier in the podcast, I'm a seasoned August visitor to the parks and it's hot, 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 humid, really warm and wherever I can find a ride where I can cool down that involves water, I'm your gal. I'm going to be at the front of the queue. So what I thought I'd do is I'd compile a top five of my favourites and Kim's done the same and we're going to talk and we'll probably add in a few honourable mentions and a... Right, so what's your first one then? 
in at number five. You see, I can't obviously do jangle, jangle, jewellery, jewellery jokes anymore because it just doesn't work, does it? No, and then you get arrested, so let's move on. <laughs> so, number five, I've, I've gone for a bit of a weird one here, Kim. Go on, shock me. Disney's Hollywood Studio, that famous park for all its water rides. Which water ride do you think it is? Or water attraction? This is what I don't understand because I haven't seen Michelle's top five, but she says to me, I've got one in Hollywood Studios. I'm like, eh? There ain't really a water ride as such in Hollywood Studios, but apparently there is, so shock me. There is. There is. Well, you see, the thing is, there's just so many to choose from at Hollywood Studios if you know where to go. Now, for some bizarre reason, whenever I go on holiday, it's always the day I go to Hollywood Studio, we get torrential rain. And normally, it's torrential all-day rain. And I just don't have any idea of why. But but you could, in, you could stretch to Fantasmic. It's surrounded by water. There's uh, hydrotechnic effects, but it's not going to be that one. I think you're kind of stretching it a little bit now. Now you're saying that rain which is a natural occurrence is part of your water experience at hollywood studios i'm not buying that fantasmic yeah I'll, I'll give you it to an extent but if you sat at the back you don't feel it so you know you're not having that either i'm not including the uh, muppet vision 3d where you get a little bit wet either i'm not including voyage of the little mermaid i'm not including the two times you get wet on studio backlot tour either I can't believe you counted, but go on. <laughs> it is the one, the only, the best scene ever from that classic movie, Singing in the Rain, the lamppost that you can lean on and pretend you are in the film. What a cop-out. But it's, look, it's an attraction. You get wet. It's, you know, it's not like going on... Um, some of the other boat rides where you don't get wet at all, you are guaranteed if you stand in the right place, you're going to get wet. I could stand under a shower head back at my hotel and get wet. <laughs> well, there's also the fire hydrants that occasionally squirt up as, as well in uh, Hollywood Studios, but I didn't include them because I thought they were a bit tenuous. I thought you were stretching it just a little bit far. <laughs> yeah, but I do... I, I, I defy anyone to go to that part of Hollywood Studios and not lean on that lamppost and go, singing in the rain, and not smile. And I missed another one. There's the Miss Piggy Fountain outside uh, Muppet Vision, but I haven't included that one because I was, again, taking it a bit far. Why don't I just go to the whole hog and mention the singing in the rain scene in the movie ride? Well, do you get wet on that one? No, but there's water, isn't there? <laughs> Oh, go on, let's have your number five. Okay, my number five would probably be Cali River Rapids at the Animal Kingdom. Ooh, that's a goodie. Why have you chosen that one? Well, you get wet. It's a water ride, unlike your fake <laughs> ones. And it's not my most favouritest water raft ride, I must admit. There are better ones i.e. Pluto Barges at Universal Studios, but we won't go there. Um, did you know, though, this particular ride wasn't originally called Cali River Rapids? Well, oh. it, did, it did open as Cali River Rapids, but it wasn't the intentional name that they were going to give it. Go on, what was it intentionally called? Tiger Rapids Run. Tiger Rapids Run? Yeah. 
Maybe I, like I, I, I prefer Calla River Rapids. Ta- I prefer Tiger Rapids Run. Oh, difference of mink's opinion. Well, it adds to the whole animal aspect of the, of the ride, doesn't it? But the only problem with this particular ride is if you're not sat going... Oh, this is a spoiler as well in case anyone doesn't want to know this. The person that always gets the wettest is the person going backwards up the hill. So you need someone to quickly make move when you get sat down. But you well, never know who's it going to be until you get to the bottom of the room yeah. and then you're not supposed to undo your seatbelt so you yeah. can't really move then anyway. Well, no, you can't. And my other problem with this ride is it's way too short. Now, I oh. don't know if this is because I'm used to the a marathon one at Alton Towers that seems to go on and on and on and, <laughs> and on and never ends. But this ride just seems extremely short. It is incredibly short. I remember going on it for the first time and being so excited, especially the bit where there's quite a big drop and there's the the heat from the flames and everything, and then it were over. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you something quite shocking? You've never been on it? I've been on it, but I've only been on it once. Because oh I was I was that upset that it was so short that we didn't go on it again. It is short. I mean, I've been on it more than once. I mean, to be fair, you have to go on it more than once to make up for the fact that you've queued for it. But it, I don't know. It is good, but there's better out there, which is why it's only probably made my number five one. Okay, go on then. Um, shall I tell you my number four then? Aye, go on then. Well, you nearly said it there. I ain't cotton. <laughs> I ain't cotton. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Woohoo! I love pirates. I can't wait to go this year and see the Mermaid Edition. I think that's going to be quite fun and funky. I love it. And I love the fact that it's you sneakily go off stage while you're on the ride because you're going under the train tracks and you're actually classed as the other side of the train tracks, so you're secretly off stage. Yeah, that's quite impressive. Yeah, so I like that one. And I know that over in that there Paris, they haven't got the um, Johnny Deppification of the ride. Do you like that word, Deppification? Oh, yeah, that's grand, is that word? It is. Um, but I do think it, it ties in very, very nicely to say that, you know, the whole film franchise was started out by this ride and now it's turned on its head that the ride is actually becoming more popular because of the films, so... I mean, that is a clever aspect to it, but being somebody that's been on Pirates of the Caribbean in France, I'm sorry to all you Floridian lovers out there, but the Paris one is miles better, hands down. <gasps> is it really? It certainly is, because it's, a, it's like a proper a drop on it. Do you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to find a listener and challenge if we find a listener that has actually done this, that has ridden Paris, mm-hmm. Disneyland... Mm-hmm. Walt Disney World mm-hmm. and been to that there one over in uh, Far East. Wouldn't that just be your mate Simon? I don't actually know if my mate Simon's actually done the Pirates ride over there. I'll I'll have to give him a bit of a shout out. Simon, come on, let us know if you, which is the best Pirates ride. But the Paris one to me is proper good. And the queuing area as well is really good. So would you like it to be depified? Uh, not particularly, no, because... As much as I like Johnny Depp, especially if I met him in a dark room somewhere, I would 
it, it kind of for me takes like you say it makes it more like the film whereas when I was riding the one in Paris it was like I was riding the original Disney attraction if that mm. makes sense no, apart, no, from they were, apart from they were all talking in French which obviously they don't do but it just seemed like I was riding the, the, the ride that was meant to be sort of thing but that's just me I don't like change Okay. But the drops, the drops made it really good though, because we didn't expect the second drop. Spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Go on then. What's your number four? My fourth one is one which completely took me by surprise, and I didn't even really know existed. But is, and I don't know how you say this properly, is Maelstrom. Ah, is that nowhere? Yeah, I really like that. Now, we stumbled across this completely by accident. Um, This is when we went the first time, and the first time we never did any research whatsoever. We didn't even know it existed. We just kind of stumbled on it. And it is a really good little attraction. Especially, again, spoiler alert, the drop when you go backwards and you see the big polar bear. True, true. I do enjoy it. I do not for the life of me understand why the queue gets as long as it does. Mm. You know, maybe it's because attraction-wise, Epcot, that side, um, World Showcase, doesn't have as much attractions there. You know, there's only so many things you can do. So it is a nice, cool, shady place to hide, but sometimes I've seen it 55 minutes... It is. It, it, do, it does baffle me the length of that queue sometimes. I'd also say, don't bother stopping for the video at the end. You can just bypass <laughs> it and please do, because unless they've changed it since I was last there, it is rather uninteresting. They've not changed it, love. It's rather uninteresting. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I also, oh, one more thing. Make sure that you say hello to the big troll in the shop, though. Tell him Kimmy says hello because I like that shop. And it's I a like troll. That troll. Yeah. Troll. 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 I say troll. I say troll. I say troll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having one of them days out, we love. But yes, yeah, say hello to the troll. From Kimmy. From Kimmy. Don't say hello to the troll from Michelle. And put one of them silly hats on. I'm sure there's a picture somewhere which I'll send to Michelle and she can put it somewhere on the blog where there's me stood in front of that troll, troll with my hat on, making a stupid face. So do that because that's really fun. My next one. You either love it or hate it, but to me it is the essence of the Magic Kingdom. You can't have a trip without riding this attraction at least twice and then regretting it and trying to get the song out of your head because it is burned on your brain. It's a world of laughter. It's a world of tears. It's a small world. I love it to bits and I can't wait to see the interactive elements. You shadow. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. I think it's cool. Now, I don't love it, but I will say it again, and I don't know whether this is because we went at Christmas 
but the Christmas version of it at Paris was really good because all the dolls they changed their outfits and they made them all Christmasified and dressed some of them up as little Santa Clauses, which were a little bit weird, but changed the music slightly to Christmas music. Again, I've got a video of it somewhere which I'll nab off Erin and give to Michelle. She can put it on a smashing blog. But it is really, really good at Christmas. But I, I can't say I'm a big fan of the one in Florida. It got to the point that we had to, one year when we went, I think it was 2010, it was going in for that big refurb mm -hmm. and it was due to close on this particular day which is, uh, was at the beginning of our holiday and we had to beeline on that day to Magic Kingdom just to ride it, otherwise it would have been shut all our holiday. So, hey-ho. You see, I do wish, though, that, that they would do what they've done with the Disneyland version and put little Disney figures in there. Well, you never know what they're going to do with this... Um, <sighs> all this information you're getting from your magic bangle and how they're adding all the RF technology and what they're going to do with it. I don't want to see a little doll with my face on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't. I'd rather see little figures of Stitch and, you know, maybe Lady and the Tramp in Italy and Peter Pan in England and Mulan in China or Japan, whichever it is. Obviously not being right knowledgeable there, but... I would rather see what they've done at Disneyland. Well, we'll see if we get, if we get the message. They've got the message about the parking. I mentioned the parking <laughs> on the podcast. Two weeks later, they announced they're building a multi-star. It's like they read my mind and stole my idea, did Disney? Yeah, maybe they just listened to a podcast. Well, do you know what? Everybody was saying, oh, well, we didn't know it was coming. We didn't know Disney were going to buy out Star Wars. Oh, and it was uh, released by so-and-so first. Nobody's saying the Mini Minxes brought you the story <laughs> of the multi-story car park at Downtown Disney first, have they? Yeah. But we did. We did. We did. Anyway, that's my number three. What's yours? My number three, I'm staying in Epcot is the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros. No! Go on, now, why'd you like it? Not only do I like the Mexican Mexico Pavilion so much because it's just so romantic in there, I really like this ride because I do really like the film, The Three Caballeros, and I can't say it, but I like the film. Now, I realise this attraction never had them in originally. Now, I don't think the attraction I would enjoy as much if Donald and the other two weren't there. But to have them in there kind of livens it up. And I do really like it. And it's never got a queue. Have you ever been stuck on that ride? No. I have been That's... stuck on it. It's a small world, though. Yeah. That's why you're liking that ride and I'm not because we got stuck on it for 25 minutes and the sound loop went over and over and over again. Oh, which bit were you stuck in? I don't know. I'm trying to burn it out of my memory. But I really do like that attraction and yeah. I think it's a rather underrated attraction. You see, I don't even like the pavilion because it's dark and I'm so damn oh, clumsy. I always oh. fall over summer. It's so romantic. There's nothing more romantic than getting a table, water side at that restaurant, which is it San Angel Inn? Is that, yeah, San Angel Inn, that's the one inside, isn't it? It's um, Hacienda de San Angel that's outside. Yeah, it's the one that you basically have to sell a, sell a child to get a 
an ADR you because they're know. so difficult. I've always got an ADR, there are no problems whatsoever. Yeah. And it's all done by candlelight and if you can get one by the water, you can see the shooting stars, it is so romantic. And then to go on that little gentle boat ride afterwards, it's like being in Mexico. Have you been to Mexico? No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's what I hope Mexico is like. (laughs) Full of ducks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What number are we on now? I've lost track. I've said three, so this must be your number two. Oh, right. Number two. It's just got to be done. Splash Mountain. Oh, that's my number two. Is it? Yay! So why why do you think it's number two? Because it is the best log flume ride in the world ever. You can't beat a log flume ride with a story, with amazing music. Like, how can you not leave that ride without singing zippity-doo-dah with a little hop in your step? Well, I don't do that, but I really do appreciate all the animatronics and story and the detail. Now, everyone knows I don't like thrill rides no you don't love but i actually and this is a thrill ride for me because i am such a wuss but i do force myself to go on there because i want to see the animatronic scenes at the end and throughout the ride because they're that good it is just like being in the film it is amazing i just wish there were an uncle remus somewhere i'm I'm gonna have to watch the film again this weekend i love it to bits it is a good film yeah but yeah Um, that is my number two I like I like it when I get the Disney Photo Pass Plus, and every time I ride, I try and do a different pose as we're sort of going on the drop. So that's quite good fun, and you get a collection of nutty pictures then. <laughs> but I gather I gather from people in the know who have told me that before they put the pictures up on the screens at the bottom, they now censor them because there's one or two rudy doody people who have done rudy doody things. As if people need to do rudy doody things at Disney World. But did you see the recent... Well, I don't know how recent it is. I think this story sort of does its rounds every now and then. But have you seen the latest proposal picture on Splash Mountain where a girl went on Splash Mountain with her friends. The girl was sat right at the front on her own. And obviously everybody was behind her in sort of single file. And at the at how they did this without a C in the signs, this is the bit I don't really get. But they had each had a sign and it said, Will you marry me? Question mark. And obviously she didn't see that till she got off the ride and looked at the ride photo. But I think there's somewhat fishy with that because they're like A4, A3 bits of card. (laughs) How the hell did they smuggle them on there without a thing? Oh, I don't know, love. Oh, that's got me an idea for when I go on holiday. I'm going to make a big banner saying, Hi, Kimmy! I'm not going to offer to marry you or anything. Don't get your hopes up, love. Oh, it's all right. I, I am neither Lebanese or into bigamy. Yeah, shall we move on to number one then? Yes, please. Number one. Now, I've, I've, I've gone at a bit of a tangent here because you don't theoretically get wet on this ride, but it is a boat. And it is on water, so... Well, you didn't get wet in Norway or in Mexico, so I won't worry about it. Oh, well, that's all right then. My number one is Living With The Land. Cute, corny, cheesy old theme tune that they don't play anymore. Yeah. Gone are the days where you had your own personal commentator as you travelled round in your little boat for 40 intimate guests. But for me, I love this. I love the fact it starts as a dark ride and it... 
it reinvents and reuses the animatronics. And did you know that some of the animatronics on this ride were from the Magic Kingdom Western River Expedition, the attraction that never was? I certainly didn't know that. And I'm trying to rack my brain to think where the animatronics are. Well, there's 35 of them. I obviously have my eyes shut when them 35 animatronics are there. I know. And the ride's 15 minutes long. So basically, there's an animatronic every seven... Hang on, my maths isn't working out today. Every 70 seconds. I must admit, I do snooze on this ride, though. Well, it's just so nice and calming. The music is relaxing. It's scenic. I love it. It's an opening day attraction, so it's got to be done. I love the five areas the main areas you go through you start off in the tropics then you go in the aqua cell then you start on the greenhouses the temperate the string i love the string to see how much the fruit and vegetables have grown see if i can spot the um hidden mickey in the shape of made out of lettuces then there's the creative greenhouse and then you have the labs and i like spotting the hidden mickey with all the test tubes do you know who sponsors it kimmy wake up Sorry, I was having a snooze because we were on the boat ride that bores me to death. Who sponsors it? I don't know. I sleep. Is it Dreams, the bed company? (laughs) Sweetheart, on them seats, Dreams, I don't think so. They're hard as rock. Oh, I always have a good kip me on back. I don't know who sponsors it, Michelle. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Chiquita! Chiquitos? No, Chiquita, as in the banana people. Not as in Chiquitos, the Mexican food restaurant. No. Do you know what they should add to that ride? They should add some Tigger bounces because that would make <laughs> it more interesting. But how are you going to fit Tigger into living with the lands? I don't know. We'll find a way. Do you know something I've got arranged to do this year that I've never done before? Go on, shock me. I'm going to eat at the Garden Grill so I can go and watch over living with the land from the rotating restaurant very nice i'm doing exactly the same you see great minds think alike or people just copy what i'm doing well seems i've got my adr booked and you haven't (laughs) anyway that's my number one what's your number one honey i'm gonna be really predictable go on then well what haven't we mentioned that Kim could have? It's got to be a boat ride or a water attraction. We hang on a minute. We never, we never said it had to be a boat ride. <laughs> singing under so it's the got rain to be something involving water. Um, Kilimanjaro safaris. You get a bit wet there. Finding Nemo the musical. I know you love a good musical. No. Oh, yeah, but it isn't heavens. that either. Tough to be a bug. You love it when you get spat at, don't you? Certainly do. Well, I do. And you're not far off the mark. Don't tell me it's that experiment 626. (laughs) My fellow man, Stitch, it certainly is. Now, there's two ways I enjoy interactive water with my favourite character. I like how you call being spat on interactive water. (laughs) It is fantastic. So let me see. You've obviously got the galactic. Let's close it down soon and do something decent with Oi. the area, right? And Mrs. Mr. Banks Lee, I did see your tweet. <laughs> we'll be having words. <laughs> I've I... been on stitch <laughs> that many times. 
I know the seat to sit on to get spat at. Well, I hope Aaron knows that you've uh, been on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Or does you make him sit outside with a turkey leg? (laughs) 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 Oh no, Aaron, it's my stitch time. Oh, he he understands my... um... (laughs) My obsession with the little blue creature. Uh, But yeah, I've been on Stitch that many times. If you want to know where to sit to get spat on by Stitch in that ride, tweet me. I'll probably ignore you, but tweet me (laughs) and I'll tell you. Because I have literally been on it that many times. That's how sad I am. But I enjoy it so much and I literally run to them seats. And I don't care (laughs) if a cast member tells me to move all the way down. They can go bananas. I'm staying where I'm sat. What about that old Stitcheroonie down at Downtown Disney? That last, the other podcast you wanted to take over and be in charge of spitting on. Exactly. I stand in front of that stitch for a good twenty twenty-five minutes. You see, I just couldn't because I don't like I don't like the idea of where the water's been recycled and yeah. As long as you don't swallow it, that's all right. <laughs> I don't drink it. Oh, I've gone off the plot now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they are two. They are, that is my number one, which is obvious. Okay, so, little bit of a competition then I'm going to set here, Kim. Go on then. I would like for a passporter guide of your choice to email or tweet us your top five attractions involving water at Walt Disney World the best five that Kim and I agree with (laughs) which will be quite interesting because we never agree on anything never we will put you in touch with the passporters and they will sort out your guide for you I know I'm dead good Um, so yeah I thought of a question for that one I thought that was dead good that that was really good because that was just completely out of the blue that's yeah. not even wrote on the show notes. <laughs> well, anyway, shall shall we have a bit of a Kieran time? Come on, Kieran, save us from this farce of a segment. Is it me? Does anyone else have nightmares about a small world and being locked in there overnight and the dogs come to life and chase you around the attraction? Anyway, my fact is that my favourite water world is Splash in the Mountain because the drop is pretty cool, especially on a hot Florida day. Though, you might want to pack yourself waterproofs if you don't like getting wet. Splish, splash. Oh, poor Kieran. Well, boy after my own heart, liking old Splash Mountain. Good on you, Kieran. He likes Stitch as well, though, I'm sure. Um, well, actually, in my household, it's not Kieran who's got the affiliation to Stitch. It's Bryony. Ah, oh, good roll, Bryony. Yeah, and talking of Stitch, did you see the picture I tweeted of my new Stitch and, and um, Vinylmation? Not talking to you. I have got the romantic tweet treats. Stitch? I'll let you come and visit it and worship it from afar. You should just give me it. <gasps> Did you see somebody on the Vinyl Nation group spent 35 quid on a Park 5? I imagined you crying. I did. Were you dead envious? Yeah. 
Oh. Have you seen the new Stitch vinyl mation that's going to be in Animation 3? Yeah. I am so a blocks in for that. I don't even want any of the other ones. Oh. I'd just hang fire and buy it off eBay then. Well, no, because everybody's on about wanting that. So you see how Pack 5 ended up being £35? Yeah, true. Good investment if you get one. I saw what Have you seen it? Has anyone seen it? I don't know why I'm asking because you're not going to answer me back, but it is a really cool design. He's in his space gear. Oh. Well, tell you what, if I get one, I'll sell it to you for 35 quid. Oh. I think you should give me it and give me your <laughs> romantic street one because you don't need it. No, I do. Box. I do. My friend David's helping me get all the set. Oh, I've okay. now got Chip and Dale, Mickey, Minnie. Goofy, Pluto and Stitch is hopefully helping me out with Tinkerbell. Next, I've got to get a second mortgage to buy the Chaser. And I've got to buy the Buzz Lightyear one. Well, when you get bored of them like you normally do, can I have Stitch, please? Well, I'll put you on my list. What do you mean, list? List of people who want my vinyls. Well, I only want that one. Oh, go on then. Woohoo! Well, talking of shouting out to people, we've had an iTunes review. Woo, is it a good one? It is. Yay. It says we're funny. I like oh. that. Funny. Did you pay him? <laughs> Unless it's his way of spelling weirdos, F-U-N. Um, so a nice big shout out to UK Kev. Thank you very much. But I'm on, I'm, I'm on the beg. I want some more iTunes reviews, please. Oh, I'm not being funny, I hope, but... We have quite a few reviews. We all stop begging. It's for the US star, though, yeah, lovely. We've like got you. we've we've got a fair few in the UK. We can we'll never turn down them because it sh- it helps us get in that uh, hot two hundred podcasting on places and travel, which we have been in over the last few weeks because of our fantastic listening figures. Woohoo! Thank you, everybody. But it would be really nice for our lovely American friends just to spend a few minutes because the end of the day, me and our Kimster, we just do this for love and we pay all the expenses for doing the podcast out of our own fair pocket. You know, it does cost us money to do. And, it, you know, getting a little smile on our face by reading your lovely reviews makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it, Kim? Certainly does. You know, me and our Kimster have the sacrifice of living on beans on toast to pay for our <laughs> Podbean account. <laughs> Which you owe me for, by the way. Oh, God, I was hoping you forgot about that. <laughs> Add it to my tab. Oh, God, I'm <laughs> going to have to sell that stitch now, aren't I? Oh, just give me him, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as payment. Oh, we'll see. I'm not letting go of him. I love oh. him too much. He's dead cute. So, um, what else, Kim? Just in case you're not an iTunes person, you can listen on Stitcher Radio, as well as leaving a rating there. But also via our blog or on our Podbean page. <gasps> yeah, definitely read our blog. It's it's. Do you know? I'm really impressed with our blog. But it's it's a bit curious. We've got more readership coming from the United States than we have the UK. So, you know, I'm quite impressed with that. Yeah, good. Maybe I'm not putting enough pictures of Yorkshire food on to entice the English market. Um, is Yorkshire food good? Fish and chips is. Well, it's not bad, I suppose. Yorkshire pudding? Yeah. A fat rascal from Betty's Tea Room takes some beating? Never been. <gasps> well, what about our secret Minx HQ where I met up recently with a few of our listeners? Which serves American-themed food? 
and it's recently going to be going ahead with its extension plan and we hope to have a minx meet again there very soon when Kimmy can come with me. Yes, when Michelle decides not to have it while I'm working. <laughs> yeah, she didn't talk to me for three days over that. And tweets me pictures of food. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you will be. Yeah, but right. then you were stood in a queue for nearly two hours, so... I was well, yeah. laughing my socks off, so that's fine with me. It wasn't quite two hours. It was an hour and 45 minutes, and it was oh, worth no. every minute. Very good. As the lovely people who came to meet me up will justify my opinion, it is the place to eat. Anyway. We're digressing, and we're we boring are. everybody. We are. So, if I wanted to tweet the Mini Minxes, Kim, how would I tweet them? You would tweet at the... No, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. At the Mini Minxes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. What about email? You can email us, contact at miniminxes.co.uk And if you want to read the fabulous blog? You go to theminiminxes.blogspot.com Yay! Woo! We're done now then. When's the next episode out then, Michelle? Uh, two weeks after the release date of this one. Which in Michelle terms means she doesn't know. It's the 18th of March. It is the 18th of March. Very good. Show 30. Do we know what's coming up on this show 30? The big three? Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, I do. I do. I do. Do, 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 do. Do we get a hint, hint, hint? Yes, because... And I know a lot of the listeners are going to be relieved when I tell them this piece of happy tiding. The amazing, the gorgeous, the wonderful Lillian Oopsema, who you're all now probably saying, who is she? But she is the most amazing, amazing, lovely person. She is the co-author of Walt Disney World with Kids book. She's coming on the podcast. And do you know what's even more? That is so amazing and fantastic about Lillian. Apart from the fact she's lovely. She is lovely. She's recently run on the 5K Princess Marathon event the other week. But do you know what she went and found me in Magic Kingdom? <laughs> she brought me some cocoa. Why is it you get all the perks and I get naff all? <laughs> Who started this podcast and I get naff all? Uh, hang on a minute. I've just sent... I sent Lillian a lovely box of UK yummy biscuits and chocolate and curly whirlies. So Ooh, it's reciprocal. Wait a minute. Who took you to somewhere where you could get them at half price where you were buying them? True. That's where I got Jason's HP sauce from. Hi, Jason. Fair enough. I didn't cough up any money. <laughs> but I showed you how to get it cheaper. Oh, bless you. Nobody ever buys me nothing. Yeah, so while we're digressing, so we're going to have Lillian on that book. Um, Lillian coming on, talking about her book and one or two other things. And I think Kim and I are going to put together a little bit of magic for you. We're going to try our best and it is going to include some cheesy acting, so... Yeah, but it'd be all fun and it'd be all done in the best possible taste. (laughs) Oh, now I want to go and watch Kenny Everett. Uh, sign off the podcast, please. No, you can do it. Go on, go on. Well, that's all from us this episode. It's been a bit of a bizarre episode, and we will see you all in two weeks. Mini kisses. Mwah. Mwah.